Well, hello, oddballs. It's your host, Bobby. And your co-host, Lexi. And this is Oddities on Elm Street. Oh, well, I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. Holidays. Holidays, because by the time you're hearing this, it'll already be New Year's. Um... Yeah, well, it's almost New Year's already. Yeah, We're I mean, we- count down like f- less than four hours. Yes, this is our celebration, our New Year's Eve celebration. <laughs> Crazy gals. Uh, so, if you noticed, we skipped uploading last week. So that we could spend some time with our families. We were also supposed to have a blizzard. I was also which, very sick. Yes. Yeah. You were sick. There was a lot. There was, was a lot going on. Yeah. This blizzard, though, very disappointing. I think they way overcalculated. I was, like, preparing for the worst storm of my life. I'm serious. Hunkered we went down. You, we got a bunch of, like, gas for the generator. We went grocery shopping, stocked up on formula and diapers. <laughs> we were ready. But I did see um, that Buffalo got hammered really bad. And I was actually seeing on TikTok that people were, like, taking videos of dead bodies buried in the snow. Uh, hmm? Yeah. And, like, their stores were being looted and stuff. Dead bodies in the snow? Yeah. Like, like homeless people. Oh, my God. There was another guy who, I guess, was, like, on the way to the store. And he just... I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he, like, had hypothermia or... Fell down and couldn't get back up. I have no idea. I know that guy, though, was confirmed that he was, like, a real person in that video. It wasn't just, like, a prop or anything because his family reached out and wanted the video taken down. Yeah. To, like, protect, you know. So, yeah. That's insane. And, like, people were, like, stuck in their houses. I kept seeing people, like, showing um, the snow covering the entirety of their door. door. Yeah. you have to, like, dig out. For people out. that have dogs, it's like... What do you do? Where do they go? Like, do they literally, do they, like, pop them in the bathtub? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know either, man. I've never had to think about that. What if there's a fire? Yeah. Oh my God. Oi. Scary stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, before we get into our topic, we do have a major update mm-hmm. on the Idaho... I saw it, but I didn't look into it because I knew you were going to tell me about it. (sighs) Well, good. No spoiler alerts. Um, So, yeah, they have arrested somebody. 28-year-old Brian Koberger. He is being charged with four counts of first-degree murder and felony burglary. Which I know from Up and Vanished that burglary doesn't necessarily Mm. mean that he went and robbed somebody. I think in a lot of states, it means that he entered a premises without permission right. to commit a crime. Right. So, um, so Brian is a graduate student at Washington State University, which is only a 12-mile drive from Moscow, where the victims hmm. lived. Um, also, I think it's important to note that during his time at Washington State, he studied criminology and criminal justice. 
Um, he actually just completed his first semester in the criminal justice program earlier this month. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, police were able to place him at the scene by tracking that car that we talked about in mm. the last episode. Right. Then they were able to, I believe, they were able to match his DNA that was recovered at the scene. So, I guess an FBI surveillance team had been tracking him for four days while they were waiting for the warrant to come mm-hmm. in. Um, and he was in Philadelphia at the time of his arrest. It's still unclear if he knew the victims personally, and um, the probable cause affidavit is staying sealed until he returns to Idaho. Interesting. So he's going to have a court hearing January 3rd. He's being held without bail, and hopefully we'll have more answers and a motive for this awful, awful, awful crime. So, yeah, that is that. And obviously we'll continue updating everybody. Was he just, like, hiding in Philadelphia? I don't know if he was hiding or if he was there to visit family mm. for Christmas. I'm I'm not 100% sure. I would be... I can't imagine, like, doing that and then, like, just going to my family events for Christmas. Right. Like, and, everything is normal. Right. That's... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm assuming that they probably, like, staked out and watched him because he was, like, a flight risk, mm-hmm. which is probably why they um, are not releasing him with, you know, bail. Right. So, I guess we will find out. Hopefully, they're going to answer some questions on the 3rd. But, yeah, they announced all of that at their press, their, their what is it called? press conference on friday i believe last friday Mm. so well well we today are going to talk about torture torture (laughs) so my lovely bestie here lexi (laughs) decided that she's gonna pull off the best surprise in history of surprises (laughs) she basically like showed up at my house and was like come on bitch we're going to chicago no, actually, that's not what happened. I kind of wanted to, but I was like, I would want time to prepare. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, if you would have showed up, I would have been like, all right, well, you're going to have to like sit down for like an hour while I get ready. <laughs> I know, I know, that's what I wanted to avoid. <laughs> but it was still like pretty badass, especially because you like messaged my mom behind my back. Like, I love that. <laughs> well, I, I did what I had to do. I don't know what yes. to yes, Someone indeed. had to watch your baby. It wasn't <laughs> going to be you or me. <laughs> yeah, bringing, bringing him to the torture museum is probably not a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you remember, God, what was it? Like I don't know two if it or was... three episodes <clears throat> back. I don't think it was last week that we were talking about it. I think I it was remember. I think it was a while ago. Okay. But yeah, we talked about the torture museum. Mm-hmm. Like, you were saying that you had been there, and no, I... S- no, I was saying that I wanted to go, but no one would go with me. And then you're like, oh, I would go. Oh, I, I mm. thought you had already been there once. No. First time for the both of us. Well, that is even more special. Oh, my gosh. But I wanted to go. I said I wanted to go because I love Chicago, and I love torture. And so. then we went. 
And then we went and it was probably one of the coolest experiences ever. We took lots of pictures and videos. I still have to post them on my Instagram and Facebook for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, you can find those on my Instagram at Bobby Curtis Lee. Bobby little Kersley. a little plug for my self-promotion. <laughs> but it was really cool. I liked the fact that as soon as you walked in, it was decorated like the catacombs because that's mm -hmm. like one place yes. that I've always wanted to go to. Yep. I'm obsessed with the catacombs. We need to do oh an episode. Next trip. <laughs> I wish. I'll just call up your mom again. I was. Hey, Penny, yeah. watch Bowie, please? <laughs> watch Bowie for like three nights while we fly to Paris. Like a week. <laughs> I actually was supposed to go when we went to Paris. I was, I'm really upset about this still. Like I have hatred in my heart. <laughs> Boy. This was like the only reason. Well, it's not the only reason, but it was one of my main motivations for wanting to go to, to Paris was so I could see the catacombs. Well, Yeah. And we went there and we were going to like the little ticket booth and everything. And there was a sign that was in French and we couldn't understand it. So we we're like asking people that were waiting outside of this gate. The freaking tour guides were protesting. God. And you can't go without a tour guide. You know, I mean, you could sneak in, but it's illegal. It's like that uh, movie. Like As above, so below. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love that movie. You guys could have pulled that off. Absolutely not. We wouldn't be here today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, um, the museum was cool because it was like, it kind of felt dungeony. Like it was, it was really dark. Dark, yeah. Poorly lit. But it was, it was an amazing experience. Very interesting. But yeah. Very interesting that, um, as we were leaving, I decided to ask the question. Oh my God, <laughs> yes. Oh my as God. We're, as we're walking through, Bob and I are like, um, is, do you think of anything that's like real? Because nothing is in cases, like what you would expect in a normal museum. Like, you can't touch this, but they had, like, everything out and... They were encouraging yes, you to touch little it. little arrows. Like, pull here. Yeah. I remember touching the penis thing until I realized it was a penis thing and then I dropped oh, it. God. Because they had a sign I saying, know. touch this. But yeah, they, they really encouraged you to, like, take lots of pictures and videos and... Like, to interact with yeah. everything. Mm -hmm. And then I turned to you and I was like, these are just replicas, right? Like, and you're like, I don't know. And I was Googling it, remember? And I couldn't find an answer. Freaking, yeah. So we went down to the ticket lady. As we were leaving. And I'm like... As we were leaving. So as we had already rubbed our piggly wigglies over everything. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah, so... I guess, like, 40% of everything's real, but we don't know what. I'm like, are you kidding like, me? What? Am I going to be possessed? I know. And I, I didn't even like wash should... my hands afterwards. Anyways, yeah, we were, while we were there, we we're like, oh my god, we need to talk about this on the podcast, so that's what Here we're we doing are. today. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the most brutal torture devices that we got to learn about. Oh my gosh. Maybe not all so brutal. Maybe some that are just like, hmm. Mischievous. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> Wacky. Weird. Wonky. <laughs> Wonky. Um, God, I still can't get over that. I was touching shit that people got murdered on. I, I touched the pear. And I'm like, <gasps> if that is fucking real. 
Are you going to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Okay. I was going to spoil it. Coming. But... Okay, good. So anyways, um, do you want to go first or should I start us <coughs> oh, off? Gosh. All right. I guess I'm just going to go for it, guys. Go for it. Um, This is not my job. Right, so Bob is obviously way better than me, and it's fine, okay? I deal with plants, not... <laughs> oh my god. So bear with me, please. The Spanish Tickler is oh my, my first one, otherwise known as the cat paw. It was awful. Oi. It was um, very widespread in the Middle Ages. Um, oh, another name is the Flesh Rake. Which, that one kind of gets me the most. That's probably my favorite name for it. That, I feel like it's the most accurate. Yeah, exactly. Most gets accurate. Gets the point depiction. across. Yeah. So, has three long metal prongs with sharp claw-like ends. Okay. And it was used on thieves and unfaithful wives. Oh, my God. Yes. So, most often, the victim would be stripped naked hung up or like tied to a table and then sometimes the prongs would be like red hot before oh tearing in or just like just the plain old metal claws <laughs> right yeah um so most often they would tear flesh from the bone on the victim's back their stomach their chest Sometimes their limbs and even sometimes their face. Oh my god. It's like a face. Oh Oh my god, I wish people could see my face right now. Yeah. And so these, like many other torture devices, were never cleaned, Mm. which caused death by infection if the claws themselves didn't kill them. So imagine that was a big problem. (laughs) Yeah. No neosporin. Oh, that is terrible. Terrible, terrible. And you just, like, in the museum, you see this lady, like, laid flat yeah. on a table. And they, like, put this that creepy fucking mask on. Looked like, like Slipknot. I know. <laughs> it was, like, black and then, like, it had uh, nails. silver, like, spikes on it. Yeah. And, He's just, like, going to town on this girl's back, and the girl's face is, like... Do you think they got enjoyment out of that? Who? The torturers. What are they called? Oh. They showed multiple of them, and remember? You were like, you an ugly bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like probably some of them. Probably some of them were, like, given the job because they are that way. I mean, I have no idea. That would just be my guess, but. Well, how could you do it if you weren't either numb to it or enjoying it? Just got to get your paycheck, man. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. So there's my first one. All right. Your turn. My turn. All right. All right. So I will be talking about torture by animal. There were three different kinds that we saw mm-hmm. in the museum. First one was torture by snake, which is pretty self-explanatory. So the accused would be thrown into either a pit or maybe a basket, sometimes even like a huge leather. Uh. <laughs> that one was well enough inside. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. Okay. 
<clears throat> so yeah, they'd be sorry, thrown into a pit or a basket and sometimes even like a huge leather sack <laughs> that was sewn up. Oh my god. So that they couldn't escape. So obviously no Yeah. Obviously Ooh. there were lots of poisonous snakes in this pit or basket, whatever. And when you're bit by a venomous snake, like your blood clots, your blood vessels leak, your tissue dies off. Like you're basically just in excruciating pain. Uh. And depending on the snake, like obviously there are different like experiences or whatever. Right. Like how poisonous is your venom? Right. So you could like go blind. You could have convulsions. You could become paralyzed. Your throat mm. could swell shut. Mm. So there's a number of ways that these, you know, people are dying from mm -hmm. the pit of snakes. And it could also kill you within 20 minutes or it could last 72 hours. Some people were in there for over a month. <gasps> yeah. And this... This shocked me when I found this out, but this isn't just a practice that was long, long ago. Oh my God. This was actually, oh my God, this is awful. The Indonesian police were actually caught performing this form of torture to interrogate a man that they were accusing of stealing cell phones. And that was in 2019. Oh, uh, <laughs> so no. Yeah. Somebody <gasps> uploaded a video in 2019 showing a huge snake wrapping around the suspect, like, ultimately making him confess. So, yeah. Oh, my it's God. It's still a thing, apparently. <sighs> yeah. So, the next torture by animal method was torture by insects. And, obviously, <gasps> most of us true crime fans know that insects are responsible for like most of the decomposition process mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. maggots for example but can you imagine insects eating you while mm -mm. you're still alive mm -mm. this nope. was a pretty popular method of torture and it was called scaphism <clears throat> scaphism is believed to have begun with the ancient persians and the process varies with each culture but ultimately it goes like this. The accused would either be stuck inside of a hollowed out tree trunk or stretched out onto a stake in the ground. <gasps> Sometimes they were even planted directly on top of an anthill. Ooh. They were then covered head to toe with sugar and honey. And then little by little, insects would land on them and devour their flesh. The flies lay eggs and maggots would eat them from the inside out. Your face right now. Oh my god. Oh. It's so bad. Like, how? Oh god. Are they like hands tied? Like, so they can't, like, do anything? I would assume so. I mean, there were also, like, reports of them, like, um, making, like, specific holes in the tree trunk for your hands and your feet and your face so those were the only parts exposed and then bees would like just come and sting you uh. repeatedly and stuff like that so i'm not 100 percent sure but like i said it it varies from place to place <sighs> still just awful 
And then the last type of torture by animal, in my mind, is the worst. Mm-hmm. And that is torture by rat. And this was really popular. Like, this was yeah. a very normal thing. Yeah. And... It was your first time hearing about it, though, at the museum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it I, was. I don't remember where I heard about it, but... Yeah, it's... Oh, it gave me chills. Gnarly. <laughs> it's believed that the Dutch invented this type of torture during a war in the 1600s, but it also has, like, a record of being performed in other places, like the Tower of London, which I've been in the to. Tower? Yeah, and remember what I told you about, like, the um, carvings on the walls by the prisoners? Those were people that they were, like, torturing for, I don't know, treason, war crimes, stuff like that. And it was also widely practiced in ancient China. So how it works is a pottery bowl filled with rats would be placed upside down on the nude body of a prisoner. When hot coal was piled onto the bowl, the rat would, the rat or rats, would gnaw into the bowels of the victim to escape the heat. Mm -hmm. I just, I just wonder how long that would take. Like, I feel like you would... That's a great question. I feel like you just have to go through so much agni- ag- ag- blah, yeah, blah, agony yeah agony agony <laughs> but yeah like at what point do you die and i they, don't they, know they chew all the way through you yeah is the rat in your stomach and you're still alive <clears throat> this is what i wonder i thought they did it on the chest too so, like, sometimes they do imagine? it on the chest sometimes they do it over your belly but it's like are you still alive when the rat is inside of your body? Like, what do you die of? That, right, like... Blood, blood loss? loss? I don't know. Or, like, eventually the good old infection that everyone fucking gets back then because a rat chewed through you. But I, that could take weeks. I know, that's what I'm saying. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I don't like it. Me neither. Mm-mm. I'm going to do... This one's not, like, brutal. It's just more interesting. The mask of shame. These masks freaked me out, though. Mm-hmm. Again, Slipknot. <laughs> That's what they reminded uh, me of. If there was one that was, like, a pig head. Yeah. And that one probably freaked me out the most. I feel like I... It reminds me of some movie or TV show that I watched involving... Like, Saw. There's a pig head and saw. Yes, but that's not what I'm... It's more of like a... Like a sacrificial thing that I feel like I've seen. I don't know. But it is creepy. And they have all different versions of the mask. And I guess... So... It was very popular in England for about 200 years in the 16th century. These masks were most often used on... Women who spoke their mind were accused of gossiping, eavesdropping, or gluttony. I just want to say I would never survive those times. (laughs) Nope. I do all of those things (laughs) on a daily. (laughs) Oi. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
It was used as a tool to remind women what their role in society was. To be a submissive wife, serve men, and to have children. You don't need to be gossiping or eavesdropping or speaking your mind. That is not what you are here to do, ma'am. The mask would often have a spiked rod that went into your mouth so that the woman couldn't speak. They also couldn't eat. And the mask was a symbol for the townspeople to spit, beat, and humiliate the mask wearer. So if she's just like going to get some bread downtown, (laughs) she's going to get spit on on her way down there and beat and mocked and humiliated sometimes in mob form. Like who administers that? Like, is it the husband? Is it the priest? Is it... You know what just, I mean? Like, who... You just got a mask on the this? shelf and... <laughs> I have a fire boiling inside of me right now. Yeah. It is, it is messy. And I guess, like, there's, you know, uh, different time spans. Oh, so, like, like you, you'd be punished for a certain amount of time based on what you were caught doing? I guess. I didn't see, like, a rubric. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find the chart. <laughs> But it was, like, from hours to, like, a few days even. Yeah. Without eating oh or God. speaking? They could, my God. they could lose a few pounds anyway. Take away can, our yeah. humanity. Why don't you? Right? Oi. Um, and then, so, there's another one that I feel is kind of in the same category. It's more so funny. <laughs> Metal for drunkenness. Oh my god. I loved that. At the museum, they had, like, <laughs> one that you could go and, like, pretend it's around. Like, you have the Medal of Drunkenness. So I got my picture taken. How heavy was that? 17 pounds. So, and this is what it said. The little plaque at the museum. Mm. Another way to combat alcoholism was introduced by the Russian someone the great. Okay. In 1714, the offenders were forced to wear a large medal weighing 17 pounds anywhere from a few days to a few weeks around their neck. And bartenders and bar owners were forbidden to serve anyone wearing this medal. I feel like some people would wear that as, like, a symbol of pride. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. It kind of reminds me of, like, Frank from Shameless. Have you seen Shameless? Oh, yes, he would for sure have the medal on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, but it's just, like, this, like, star-ish thing that you, like, they just chain... It's around your neck. Chain. And then you got this 13-pound chain on while you're withdrawing from alcohol. Probably very cranky. <laughs> <laughs> Oi. That uh, one is funny. I was hoping you would talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, and then I guess I'm going to do one more small one. I don't have, like, hardly any information about this, but when I saw it, it, it made me just... Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the, the flute. 
the knee crusher. Oh, God. <sighs> so it was used in medieval prisons. And it's basically like a mouth of sharp metal spikes that you can crank closed. And then they would put it on your knee or like any other joint. So like, you put it around your knee, then they start Just cranking and then you got spikes going through your knees or so it's not even joints. like a quick swift movement oh, of just like no 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 it's just little by little just tightening and oh my god pure agony i would assume and i i can't stand thinking of like i don't know why but like my knees just feel so vulnerable <laughs> Not the knees. Do an elbow, please. <laughs> Any day, elbow over knee. Yeah, I agree. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, God. But just like, oh, like, what do you do? You can't. Do you know, like, what the crime, like. It, I'm, I, all I could find is that it was just used in their prison. So probably just. Just whatever. Just, hey, you're here. Let's Here's some torture. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. So the knee crusher. Mm. Oi. Don't want to mess around with that. My next one is oh my God. As soon as I walked around that corner and I saw this, it like mm, gave me oh, a pit in my stomach. Yup. And I wish I could get the image out of my head. <laughs> um. So that is the Spanish donkey. Or sometimes called the wooden horse. There were several different variations of this method, but they all kind of operated in the same manner. 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 Like a janitor. Yeah. <laughs> so, like its name suggests, the Spanish donkey was devised during the Spanish Inquisition and was used to punish non believers. The victim of this horrific practice was stripped naked and bound with their hands behind their back. They were then placed on top of the wooden horse with weights tied to their feet. But it's it's hard to, like, explain. It's not a horse. It is not a horse. Right. It is not a horse at all. It's basically, like, a triangular piece of wood. Okay. The person had to straddle this, like, sharp edge of wood and they sometimes even remained on the wooden horse until they bled out um out of those who were fortunate enough to walk away some were left infertile or permanently disabled and some victims were even reported to have split in half because they would continue to add weight to their feet until it just oh ripped you God. in half from the crotch up. So, obviously, that type of death did not happen quickly. It was a very long and agonizing process. And it still hurts my... <laughs> Yahoo-ha! <laughs> my cooter to think. My <laughs> I think that one really, like, struck a chord with me because I just gave birth. <laughs> Like six months ago. Yeah. And I don't ever want to have to experience like that. Anything like that in my life. Did you see the one that they had with spikes on it? 
<sighs> I was Sorry. trying so hard <laughs> to forget. Sorry. <laughs> no, I did. I did see that. Um, and I saw that in my research, too. And I was like, nope, nope. <laughs> Exit. <laughs> but yeah, um, pretty brutal stuff, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, I have the manual guillotine. Am oh. I saying that right? Guillotine. 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 guillotine? I, I hear people say I don't it both know, ways. There's owls in it. I don't know how to. <laughs> there's, there's owls. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't. Y'all. I don't know. Either. So, I think it's guillotine, guillotine, but I've heard people say guillotine. Okay, so it's the same concept as your run-of-the-mill guillotine, right? Okay, but instead of using gravity and a sharp metal blade, they use a wooden wedge and a hammer. Jesus. So, the wedge would be placed on the victim's neck, and then the executioner would take a large hammer and swing until the victim died from their vertebrae being crushed. Mm. And that's not, like, in an instant. That is, um, it is far more painful than your run-of-the-mill. Guillotine. Yeah, because with the regular guillotine, it's just being, like, decapitated right. instantly. Right. Like, it's, I'm it's sure I can't imagine, like, the feeling of going up there and, like... But I have heard that, like, sometimes the guillotine didn't work, <gasps> and then they had to finish the job. Oy. Yeah. Oy. I don't know. That, like, a wooden wedge. Like, how sharp do you think that is? It's Does probably use the very same dull. one... Every time, probably. I would assume. So there's probably it's probably got blood and nasties, nasties on it, <laughs> and you don't die from the first blow. They just oh, keep no. on swinging. Like ah. I remember when we saw that, it reminded me of that scene in Midsummer. Oh. You know which one I'm talking about? It's kind of a spoiler, uh-huh. a little bit of a spoiler alert. But remember the guy jumps from the ledge mm-hmm. and doesn't and die, die. Doesn't, yep, so then yep. they have to go up there with like stone instruments and like beat him in the head to death yeah that movie's messed up but i love it <laughs> right oh <sighs> oh my <summer>. summer. <laughs> <laughs> something wrong with this <laughs> oh. <clears throat> okay then um the iron pair which I touched, which was one of the more realistic looking ones. So got that to do with my life. So it was used in the 16th century and most often used to get a confession out of a woman being accused of being a witch. Oh my God. Right. So what is their obsession with... I don't get it. I don't know. It was whack. Because, you know, you have... They trying to get this confession out of you, which is torture. And then if you confess, they burn you at the stake. So it's or like, they drown you. And yeah. if you drown, then you weren't a witch. And if you float and you can swim, then you then are you a witch. Burned. And then you get burned at the stake it's or like, hung. Who the hell thought of this? <laughs> so either way, you die. What rule brick is this? Right. 
There were actually a lot of things at the museum that had to do with witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Which so many of the... Th- yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Mm-mm. But... It's still just, like, we don't think about it. Yeah. And then, oh, like... We don't think... You don't... I guess nobody really talks about the fact that a lot, a lot of these women were tortured into giving confessions. Because someone accused them of being a witch. Right. Like... Right. Because... And she, how do you prove that you're not? You don't. You know? You don't. You're going to die anyways. Tell... Okay. Uh, insert witch scale, my friend. Oh, yeah. Real quick. Yeah, wasn't it like... So they had like this wooden platform that you would stand on and it was it was literally just a scale. And... um. I think it was like if you were less than ninety nine pounds, mm-hmm. you were considered a witch. Which I'm, that is not I am us. not less than nine. I am not we less than ninety nine pounds to go. We would have survived the serum, <laughs> but it was. It's just ridiculous, like the things they come up with. So, Let's weigh them. Yeah, they would weigh these women, and if you were less than ninety nine pounds, you were considered a witch. Yeah. What like, kind of logic is that? There's none. There's. I don't ugh, know. Oh my god. You know what the problem is? <sighs> what? Men. <laughs> <laughs> They're the root of all of this. Let me just point that out. Ugh. But Men, anyways. please keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back to the pair. So, um, it was a pear-shaped device that had four movable walls, all equipped with, like, sharp metal spikes. Mm. And so, once inserted deeply into any orifice, the walls would open up, causing tearing in the throat, vagina, or anus. Any of them. Which, you know, can cut you up real bad and give you some solid internal bleeding. And if that didn't kill you, this is another one that also was never cleaned. So, infection. Infection, here we come. Yes. Cut all the stuff with the vaginers. Just... <gasps> or, like, I didn't do anything researchy, but they had, like, the anti-masturbation ring for mm-hmm. the men. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. spiked freaking thing that goes around your I don't know how it prevented you from masturbating, but it looked horrible. I don't know. But the chastity belts. Yeah. That was weird. Like, how do you go to the bathroom? (laughs) Question. That's a question I never thought to ask. That's my always, that's always my question. I have to pee so often. Like, how is this going to work? I, I don't know. That's like, literally thought about that even with your Spanish horse. I'm like, you're you just, just gonna go pee on and then you're gonna pee on your insides? Like, yeah. what? Well, they don't care. I know. Are they gonna give you a bathroom break? I don't know. <laughs> they were saying that. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> they were saying that, like, one of the women that is most famous for, like, having this done to her, she was forced to sit on the horse for eight hours, even though she confessed after three. I did read that yeah. somewhere. That is so messed up. Right. Like, okay. God. Like, what do I have to do now? I gave you what you wanted. Right. Yeah. God. It's just... Mm. This is another small one. It was hard to find a lot of information on some of these, but this one 
really also made me <laughs> burning of the eyes. Oh my god, even just the little picture for that like creeps me out. So it was used in the dark ages, but then adopted by military concentration camps in the 20th century. Mm. Yeah. Um so sometimes they burn your eyeballs with a red hot iron rod prod, I don't know, but they just literally had red hot metal and would burn your eyes, causing you to go blind. Mm. Or um they would use this thing called the the sprinkler, which had either molten lead or boiling oil. Oh my god. Which they would kind of get get your other extremities wherever and then they would end it by pouring pouring it into into your, your eye. eyeballs, killing you. Yes. Uh, what? Yeah, no. I know, I know. Oh my god. It's messed up. Okay, so last on my list is the fork of the heretic. Mm. This was also <laughs> mainly used during the Spanish Inquisition. I feel like they came up with some really messed up stuff. It was quite a time to be alive, I'm sure. The fork of the heretic. And tell remind me what a heretic is. A heretic is someone who differs in opinion from, like, the established religion Mm -hmm. in that area. So, I believe during the Spanish Inquisition it was Catholicism or Christianity. I would assume, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm not not completely sure. But this thing was literally just pure evil. And the thing about it is that it didn't harm any vital points. It actually, like, completely avoided death. And only prolonged your pain and suffering. So this was like a true torture device. When I read that, I was like, <gasps> "Yeah, my mouth like Ooh, fell open." That is like fell evil. Open. Fell. <laughs> it fell open, bro. It was gaping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real though. I mean, oh. <gasps> okay. Sorry. No, the creator. Of this is like evil genius. On another level. Yes. Like, very, very thought out. Yeah. Not just, like, your simple... I don't know. I don't remember which one I read that was, like, it's a simple and efficient way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so, like, okay. nonchalant. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, this, this instrument, it consists of two forks set against each other that penetrate the flesh under the chin and then the other end into the upper chest. So... If somebody was being accused of being a heretic, um, this would serve as one of your punishments. The way that it worked is that it ultimately, like, forced your head back into this super unnatural position. But you couldn't just, like, slam your head down onto the fork to get it over with and just, like, end your life. get it done, yeah. The fork was crafted perfectly down to the millimeter so that it wouldn't kill you even with like a sharp thrust not getting of that your jugular yeah so it oh god it's just so it's... clever and evil at the same time like you're gonna try to kill yourself and then you're just gonna make your pain worse worse and just continue to prolong it i mean you might die quicker 
It might cause you to, like, bleed out, I guess. I guess, yeah. But, but it would still be, like, a lot of pain for yeah, a very long time. Yeah. So, yeah, that is the fork of the heretic. Okay. So, my last one is breaking on the wheel. <laughs> this was very popular and widespread in ancient and medieval times. It was one of the most painful and most shameful executions that you could get. Hmm. It was mostly used on murderers, rapists, thieves, and traitors. Oh, okay. So what would happen is you'd be taken to a public scaffold, so like on, like basically like a little sh- a little stage. Yeah. Right? You'd be then tied to the ground first. And then they use this wheel and drop it starting on your shin, break your bone, and then like work up to your femur and just keep on working up, breaking bones along the way. Jesus. Right. Like your ribs, your... All of it. Right. And then you're all mangled. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you can be bent in a lot more ways. Oh my god. And so they would take your mangled body and like harness you to this wheel. Like having your limbs, your broken limbs like woven through the wooden like like a spoke. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you're like woven through the spokes and then like tied on it being all broken boned and miserable then it's kind of like uh the crucifix on the cross Mm -hmm. like they they take the wheel and they you put it up on like a pole some sort of like they display it yes so you're displayed all mangled up and then like birds come and (sighs) yeah uh uh-huh yeah birds Mm -hmm. they come and peck away Oh my god. And you're just there, just mangled, dying. And then sometimes they could do a whole lot of different things with him, right? Because, like, I saw what you said uh, when we were looking at it at the museum. Yeah. Of like, you like could, the stretching. Right. Like, yeah. you'd get, like, tied around the wheel mm-hmm. so that. Like, around the circumference yes, of it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And you could be stretched, or, like, sometimes they would just roll you down a hill. Jesus. But also, after, if you're, like, woven through, right, they Mm -hmm. could hang you above a fire. Sometimes they would just, like, wheel you into a fire. They were, they had a whole lot of things that they could do with this wheel. It was... Yeah, because remember, I was confused about, like, what does that even mean? Like, breaking on the wheel. Exactly. But that, oh, sounds Breaking on the wheel. Like, literally. literally. Yeah. A thing that I found that was very interesting to me is that if the execution somehow failed in any way, like the wheel broke or the person fell off Mm. and was still alive, the people would take that as a sign from God saying that, like, no more. It was like his... um, No. No, at that point, like, kill me. I know. Please. I know. 
It, it was his uh, his way of saying, no, stop. I feel like that's worse. Worse. Yep. Depends on how far you get, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. But obviously. I don't know. But if you're already, like, have all your bones broken. Right. But then there's other, other, there's, like I said, there was so many different ways, right? And sometimes they would just, like, immediately be strapped to the wheel and then people would just come and, like, beat them. What happened to these people that they are so brutal? I don't know. I mean, it makes me... It makes me feel very weird. Part of me is like, oh, thank God we've come so far. But then also I'm like, have we really though? <laughs> I feel like it's just different, different ways. I don't know. Yeah. And the fact that like your snake thing was done in 2019. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, and we, uh, we saw that the the gallows. Mm-hmm. When was that last in like ninety seven? That was ninety six because we were like oh, we were born then. Oh, oh, I don't remember. No, what it was is that um, it was legal in I think like Washington State and another I don't remember which state, but another state it was legal to execute prisoners by hanging them up until ninety six. Y- yes, was it ninety six or two thousand six? <sighs> I feel I think I think it was ninety. But no, what I was saying is like the last um, public execution in France by guillotine just mm. happened in the 1970s. That was oh not God. that long ago. I tried to look into some of these and I really couldn't find a whole lot of information, but I just want to like talk about them briefly. I was just going to say, I feel like there's some things we should give like an honorable mention to. An honorable mention. Because. Yeah. Like filleting. Um, that has to be probably the worst way to die, in my opinion. I agree. Because... I mean, not from personal experience, obviously. <laughs> but... In my humble opinion. <laughs> my opinion how, do you, how do you say that? Excoriation? Excoriation. Maybe? Okay, so I looked that word up, right? Yeah. And I guess that it's... The first thing that came up was, like, it's a disorder now of, like, skin picking. Like... <laughs> OCD okay. and like ADHD. Okay. Which like I I do I have all the time. That, yeah. So <laughs> I've been doing that this whole time. <laughs> My fingers are fucked. <laughs> it's done by the Aztecs and the Chinese. They're reference references to filleting alive captured enemies. Oh my god. Ripping the skin from the body was sometimes used as a part of public execution of traitors in medieval Europe. It was practiced until the early 18th century. The other one that I really liked was the bowl. What was it? The brazen bowl, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It was, like, entirely made out of bronze. Mm-hmm. Had, like, a little door on the side. And you would literally just, like, stuff somebody inside of this bronze bowl, and you would light a fire underneath them, and they would cook alive. And I guess, like, the creator of it, he made it so that the screams coming from the inside by, obviously, the people being tortured would be converted Mm. into the sound of a bowl. (laughs) No... Yeah, 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 yeah. My god. The other one, um, The Cradle of Judah. Oh, yeah. I looked up that one. I didn't understand that one. I was looking at the pictures, trying to figure out what was going on. Right. 
from what I gathered is it's like it's like a pyramid, right? And then the the top of the pyramid goes in your arse. Oh. And then like sometimes you're like in the picture, like what we saw, they yeah. have the person's hands and feet feet tied so that you're like hanging. Yeah, and, so you're like completely suspended. Yeah, right. But then your like butt is on this pyramid, and so you have to like hold yourself up, kind of thing. But you can only do that for so long. So eventually, you just like give up and are just torn. Yeah, it was like all the impaling stuff. Mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Who who thinks of stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Another one was Iron Maiden. That one mm. was pretty cool. Very, yep. I like, I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, wow, what a, um, uplifting <laughs> session here. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, go check out the Torture Museum in Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, this isn't sponsored by any means, although... If they reach out and want to, we'll I back. am willing. <laughs> but it really was a great time. It was very interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. It's our kind of museum. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes a special kind of someone to oh, we're a really someone be into that sort of thing. To, to appreciate the art of torture. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but no, it was, it was a great time. It was, like, a really unique and cool experience for sure Bow show well that is all we have for you today folks <laughs> well, that's it <laughs> thanks uh, for stopping by thanks for checking us out so we will see you again next week and remember to keep oh, it, it spooky, spooky. <laughs>